You are listening to the Our View podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. Every week, we bring you episodes that are centered around topics related to disabilities. As the host, it is my hope that you are not just inspired by these stories that are shared, but that you put some action behind your inspiration to do something that improves the lives of those who live with disabilities. I thank you, our loyal listeners, for your support and remind you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Our View for Life and to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to tell us what you enjoy most about the podcast. Let's get into this conversation. like to welcome everyone back to another episode of the Our View podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. I am back today with a brand new episode, and my guest today is Fran Garten, and I am excited to have you on today, and thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me, Arthur. It's great to be here. Yes. So uh, you and I, we connected through the Find a Guest, Be a Guest on the uh Facebook uh, page <laughs> where I uh, made a post about my my podcast and um, people respond and, and they tell you why they should uh, why they think they would be a good guest on your podcast and um, so that's how you and I met uh, a couple months ago I, I think it was and um, so I, I'm excited for you to uh, be on the show today and to share your story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And to start off our conversation, can you just share with us a little bit about yourself? Can you tell us who Fran is? Oh God, what a difficult question. <laughs> it's always the hardest question. It's like a job interview, Arthur. Tell us about yourself. Well, what, what do you want to know? Um, no, uh, let me see. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of my life as um, I've always done education or teaching of some kind or awareness building, let's say. And so I did a lot of work in anti-racism and discrimination with the school board for a number of years and with Heritage Canada. I did, I was on contract with them. And then I transitioned into being an ESL teacher. So I taught English as a second language to adults with the school board. And I did that for 16 years. And then in 2019, I actually left that completely. And now I do pain reduction coaching and I am a body positive personal trainer and I'm an educator and an author and a speaker and I do many things, but my career, my life has sort of changed because I got a fibromyalgia diagnosis 10 years ago, which um, changed uh, pretty much everything. Prior to that, a few years before that, I ended up losing vision and having a migraine for four months with which kept me in bed for that four month period um and that was stress induced and so i'm really passionate about teaching people about you know the effects of stress and how that can impact your life and your health and what how to live with fibromyalgia because fibromyalgia is an invisible illness People don't see it. And people that have some kind of invisible condition, I, I'm going to make a general statement, but I, I, I'm confident that it's true. Um, even though it's a generalization, those of us that have an invisible illness, we just hide it. We just say we're fine. We say everything's okay. And we just continue on with things. And I think sometimes 
in a way it's harder than if I have something that's visible, because if I have something that's visible, people can say, oh, like, I, I see that you have, you know, you, you can't see, like you're blind, you're using a cane. I, I see that. And then they can make um, concessions and accommodations and accessibility and things like that. But when you have something that's not visible, people don't really believe you, maybe, is probably the best way, or they don't think it's as bad as it actually is, because I'm doing all the things I need to do because, and I come back to my statement, we just hide it and we just continue on because that's what's expected of us. And, and I think that's also true. Again, even if you have something that's visible, you know, you just kind of continue on sometimes because there's no option. And I, and I love that you're doing that. You have this podcast um, because it, it, it raises awareness. And I think it, it makes people more knowledgeable about what everybody deals with on a regular basis and how it's different from everybody else. And also how our life is the same in many ways. Do you understand what I mean? Does that make sense? How I'm explaining that? I, sometimes I prattle on Arthur and I just <laughs> go on and on and I'm off on a tangent. So what about me? Okay. I volunteer with donkeys. I, I, I volunteer at a donkey sanctuary. That's really important to me. I have five cats. Uh, my husband is the crazy cat lady that I married and he just keeps bringing cats home. <laughs> Five cats, but we got our fifth cat just a few months ago um, because she was so cute and she was all alone and nobody would adopt her. And so I was like, fine, just bring her home. And so now we have five cats. Um, so <laughs> and we love animals. Um, I'm a Canadian and we've got lots of snow. It's like minus 17 yesterday Celsius, which I don't know what that is in I don't know what that is in American temperature. It's, it's cold. <laughs> it's what it is. <laughs> it's cold. Yeah, 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 it's cold. It's cold. It's cold. It's yeah, cold. <laughs> so we're just at the beginning of winter. We transitioned into winter and now we've got snow and cold. So. Oh, wow. But yes, yeah. you, you made complete sense with everything that you said. <laughs> you okay. did. Um, it, it is, uh, you know, having an invisible disability, it's, you know, I'm sure, like you said, it can be rough. Like I use a wheelchair and crutches. So you can see that I, I have a mobility issue. You know, I can't, I can't walk that well. Um, you know, and um, for somebody like yourself with fibromyalgia and other uh, invisible diagnosis, it's, you know, it's, it's the, oh, well, you look fine. You look okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Or you were okay yesterday and, you know, or you were okay a couple hours ago. <laughs> But it's yeah. like, why, yeah, why, why is it all of a sudden happening now? And, you know, yeah. if you have a flare up or something, it's like, um, you know, it, it's hard that you feel, and, and other people have described this on my podcast, like it feels like you have to prove yourself and you have to yeah. prove of, of what you're, you know, what you're going through and, and that what you're going through is real and it really exists. And, um, you know, and that, that's just not cool. And that's what I really mean when I say to change the tone of conversation about disabilities mm -hmm. is you know, we, we can't go through life not believing people and, uh, you know, people shouldn't have to prove themselves and prove their level of disability or, um, you know, for me, it's just, I, you know, I, everybody has bad days, you know, whether you have a disability diagnosis or not. And it's just the thing of, you have to keep going, you know, you pick, you pick yourself up and you keep going, give yourself a break, but you keep going. Mm -hmm. And um, that's not always easy for people and um we have to really bring awareness and raise the awareness and the education part of disabilities and what they actually mean mm -hmm. and how they impact people differently yeah because that's and you know and that's the other thing i have spina bifida so i can hear 
you know, I can recall hearing people say, oh, well, I had a neighbor who had spina bifida and he didn't have to have braces or he never used a wheelchair or, and, you know, I'm sure you've heard people say, oh, I know somebody with fibromyalgia and I know somebody with, you know, all these other, and they don't do it, do it this way. Everybody's different. <laughs> that's yeah. And that's the thing, right? Everybody's different. And that's the, and I don't, and it's a, it's definitely true for everything. But I find mm -hmm. when I talk to people that have fibro, even everybody's fibro is different. And, mm -hmm. and every day, like you said, every day is different. And I, I remember when I, I was um, first diagnosed, I used to uh, lie to people. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is, and maybe some of your listeners will be like, yeah, I did that too. Or maybe you do that or have done that. Mm -hmm. But I would, instead of saying to people that I had a flare, and I was in a pain cycle and that I could, had to cancel something, let's say, mm. I would say I was sick. I'd say I have uh, the flu. I used to mm -hmm. always say I had the flu. I'm like, I have a flu. I can't come see you. Because when you say you have the flu or you're sick, people are like, oh, I don't, oh, that's terrible. Like, there's no explanation needed. You go, I have the flu. They're like, oh my God, take care of yourself. Whenever you're better, don't even worry about it. It's fine. Even if you literally called like, two minutes before you were supposed to show up somewhere or text someone and go, you know what? I'm so sick. I can't come. They'd be like, don't worry about it. It's all good. But if I was like, I have a flare and I have so much pain, they're like, just take Advil. Look, right. You talk? So to me, it was just easier to just say, I'm sick. I'm sick. Mm -hmm. I can't get it. I'm barfing in the bathroom. <laughs> like That's mm -hmm. honestly, and I would lie about it because people would be so forgiving when you say that you're sick because it's something that they, I think part of it is it's something that they can identify with. Like they understand right. what it's like to have the flu, like they've had it or they've had a sick kid or whatever. Right. So they've experienced it. But when you have something that people have no experience with, right. Mm. Then, and you say, well, I can't go because I have a flare or, you know, it's just not possible. Like I'm thinking about you, like you, you're in a wheelchair. Well, it's not an accessible space. So I can't, like, I'm not going there. It just mm -hmm. is too difficult. And I don't want to have to deal with that. It should be accessible. Like, you know what I mean? Right. That's, a different, that's another episode. That's another podcast. podcast. <laughs> another little rangy thing that we can talk about. But, you know, like, it's just easier to just say, I'm sick. And then everyone goes, oh, okay. Whereas if you say, well, I have this flare. And they're like, really? Well, is it really that bad? Like, really? Because they just can't identify with it, which is why I think it's important that we talk about it. And I don't think that people should have to explain whether they're sick they just don't want to go. They're not interested. It doesn't matter what it is. You have, I believe that we have the right to say no to something. And I'll have to tell you why I'm not doing it. That's not mm -hmm. none of your business. Well, I no don't is, think. No is a complete business. sentence. No is a complete sentence. <laughs> I could just say no. <laughs> we should be able to just say no, I should say. A lot well, of people don't accept yeah, that. I think, yeah, but I think too, are there, like part of that is that we we teach people what our mm. boundaries are and we mm -hmm. teach people what we'll accept. So if, for example, I am saying no to something or I'm canceling and my pattern is to always give an explanation as to why, then everyone in my life That's expects the expectation mm -hmm. and then start changing that. They're like, well, why aren't you coming? Cause I'm not. Yeah. But why? Well, right. I don't have to tell you that. Because I'm changing the way I'm doing things now because I'm like, I have the right to say no or to refuse something because it doesn't work for me today. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't have to explain that to people. And and I think that's where the difficulty lies is that we're we're we've been conditioned, for lack of a better word, um, directly or indirectly, that we always have to give a reason for right. not doing something or for saying no. Well, you can if you want to, but honestly, it's not your business why I say no. It's not anybody else's business. It's not my right. business why you say something or you say, I'm sorry, I can't come. Well, I'd love for you to be there, but maybe there's something serious that you don't really want to share or something very personal that's happening in your life. Like that's not my business. And I just say, okay, sorry, Arthur. I hope the next time you can come. Like that's really what we should be. I think teaching people when, when we're, when we're saying, no, we can't do something or we're, we're not participating in something that we need to, I think, be respectful of that and just go, Oh, you know, it's really too bad. I'm sorry to hear that, but maybe next time. Hope mm-hmm. that everything's okay. Right. Yeah. And we need to start having that conversation and, and teaching each other to say those things to others so that they feel comfortable to then say, actually, I'm in a flare instead of saying I have the flu. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it is, we do, we treat, we show others how, uh, you know, how to treat us and how, how, what to expect from us and all of that. So it is uh, very true. I'm glad you, you shared that. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned that, um, you know, you were diagnosed with fibromyalgia and you do describe yourself as a fibromyalgia warrior, which I think is great. Uh, can you share with, with us what fibromyalgia is and, um, what being a fibromyalgia warrior means to you? Okay. So fibromyalgia is a Okay, let me tell you what it's not first, then I'll tell you what it is. So it's not a form of arthritis, although it's put in the arthritis family, if you if you actually Google it and look it up. Um, it is not progressive, meaning it won't necessarily get worse. That doesn't mean, however, that you're, the, the way you experience it might be worse at certain times. Uh, it is not degenerative like other kinds of arthritis. And it really is hypersensitivity to all external stimuli. So light sensitivity, heat sensitivity, sound sensitivity, um, smell, touch, all of those things. If I were um, to bang my hand, let's say on the corner of my desk, and you were to bang your hand on the corner of your desk, we'll assume you don't have fibromyalgia. So you would just kind of bang it and you go, oh, that kind of hurts a little bit. And you might get a little bit of a bruise, but you'd within a minute or so it would be gone. Like it would be nothing. For somebody that has fibro, that, that banging, the pain receptors that we have are super sensitive. So for me, the flare, it could cause a flare. I could be in bed for the rest of the day because the pain would be so intense. So our pain receptors, our nerve receptors of getting information are hyper, hypersensitive. And pain is one of the things, and that's a huge topic of pain and how that sort of manifests in the body. Uh, But we feel it intensely. And that's basically what fiber is. If that helps, um, if that's clear, is that that clear? Yes, yes, that's very clear. Um, And there's, you know, I don't know how it's, sorry to interrupt, like for us to get a diagnosis, you have to, according to the experts, you have to have continuous pain with unexplained sources or causes for a period of three to six months that 
inhibits your ability to do your daily things. That's basically what it is. And so many people have fibro, but they don't know that they have it or they don't get a diagnosis because they have to rule other things out, right? Because there are other things that can cause pain. You could have other conditions happening. So and oftentimes I find that fibro seems to be sort of your last resort um, diagnosis when they've ruled everything else out and they go, what? It is. So we're just going to tell you, you have fibro. Do you have fibro? Maybe. Um, I don't know. Um, but that seems to be, it's a kind, I find it sometimes as umbrella term that's used. Um, mm. Not to say that people that get that diagnosis don't have it. I'm sure that they do. I don't debate that, but doctors don't really know what's happening. <laughs> I think they go yeah. to school, they know lots of things, but I think in some cases they just don't know and they don't know how to treat it because the thing is that in the medical model of, of wellness in the traditional medical model, we treat the symptoms. We don't treat the cause mm -hmm. and we, and they often treat the physical symptoms. They don't treat the other symptoms. So yes, fibro, like I told you, I bang my hand. It's a very physical thing, but my body doesn't know I have pain. My brain tells me that my hand hurts. It's not the other way around. And, and we really need to start looking at what causes pain because there's so many other things which we can dive into later um and i'll answer your second question before i get off topic what is being a fibromyalgia warrior honestly to me is talking about fibromyalgia and letting people know what it is and how it affects people but the other piece is that helping people really realize that we have control over our pain we have control over our diagnosis. Our diagnosis does not control us. I, I truly believe that. And it and really, it doesn't matter what your diagnosis is. You have control over the choices that you make. Is it going to cure you? Maybe not, but it will make an impact. And so if I'm spending all of my time, for example, eating lots of sugar, well, sugar is really bad for pain. So if you have pain, you need to get rid of sugar. Like it, it, like it just affects from a, from a physiological point of view, it affects all your connective tissue. It causes inflammation and, and then the inflammation causes pain. So if you have pain, uh, stop eating sugar. Like, cause there is a direct connection between pain, inflammation and sugar content in your body. So let's reduce the sugar. And so we do have control over things. And that really is what it means to me to be a warrior is just get people to acknowledge and, and be, be mindful of when someone says, and I come back to it, when someone says I have pain or I'm in a flare, you go, Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Not like, Oh, really? Have you tried this? Have you tried the worst thing? And I'm sure you've experienced it too. Is you're like, well, maybe you should do all of these things. Yes. I understand that. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're like, but you don't have fibro. So you have no idea how my body feels or that won't necessarily work for me just because your neighbor that has fibro, it works for them, uh -huh. right? Everybody's different. And so as much as you might be saying those things to be well-meaning, when it's received, sometimes you just want to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> I know, I'm not getting punching someone in the face, please. No. Make sure that comes in the podcast recording. I'm not advocating that, but some days... It feels like it, right? You just want to smack them mm -hmm. because you're like, yes, I've heard that before. Stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> right? Or I've, you know I've I mean? tried that before. Frustrated. Yeah, I've tried yes. that before. I've tried everything and yes. some stuff just does not work. Yeah, um, exactly. It goes back to every 
everybody is different. Like everybody is literally different. And, um, you know, we just have to, uh, you know, listen to, to people and um, not always want to give a response sometimes. I think that's uh, a difficult thing for, uh, for people. But you, um, you mentioned that uh, you're a pain reduction coach and a body positive personal trainer which mm-hmm. I, um, I, I love both of those, <laughs> uh, you know, both of, the idea of both of those, but can you share with our listeners uh, what, they, um, what they both mean and uh, who are your uh, clients that you work with? Okay, yeah. So as a pain reduction coach, I work with people that have chronic pain and what I, I do coaching with them and what we do is we really in my coaching system, I focus on four things, basically trigger identification. So what is the trigger that's causing your pain? And there could be more than one. There usually is more than one. Um, number two, what is your inflammation? And let's, let's find the things that cause inflammation. Let's reduce the inflammation in the body. Number three, we talk about mindset because mindset is a really important piece in changing your perspective on how you're moving forward with a diagnosis and how you're living with that. And then the last thing we deal with is stress reduction, because those I find with my clients and with myself, those are the four main things that we can have some control over and that we can actually see um, a reduction in pain in the body by addressing these four areas. So that's, those are the four pillars of what I do with people. Now, Triggers are really big. So identifying what is causing the pain, pain can be so many things. It's emotional, it's physical, it's mental. It's, you know, there's a lot of pieces to pain. It's not just, I bang my hand and hurt it. That's not, that's not it. There's other things. And usually when we dig into the emotional things, um, that's where um, we get um, some, um, a little bit of difficulty and a little bit of work that we have to do there to get past it because it's like, you know, we, we, we have been a particular way for so long and we've been responding and living in a particular way and have a certain mindset and, and, and everything responses to things. And now we're trying to change those things. And it's a little bit challenging sometimes, especially, you know, when you're like the example of what I said about when you have to explain to people why you're not going to be doing something. I don't have to explain that anymore. And if you don't like it, that's, that's your problem, not mine. And, and it really is right. Like that's where we kind of have to decide what is the investment in me spending all this time to explain to somebody because they're not going to understand anyway. So am I putting the energy into that? No, I'm not, not anymore. I used to, I'm not, I don't anymore. And not, and I don't mean it, it. I know it sounds like I'm saying, I don't really care. But it's not that it's just, I don't have the energy to put into trying to make you understand what I live with when I have fibromyalgia. Like, I, I just don't have the energy. I got other, I have bigger fish to fry right now. Like, I'm sorry. Right. So you can Google it and then you can, you know, do your own research. Right. <laughs> right. Like I, I'm not spending my time to educate, like, you know what I mean? There has to be a balance and education, helping people understand and maybe be more compassionate is awesome. But for me to just understand, so you feel better that I said no to an invitation. No, that's not my job, right? Mm-hmm. I want you to understand and maybe f- be more compassionate the next time. But to make you feel better, that's not my role. And that's my opinion, right? That uh, mm-hmm. everybody's different. But right. um, 
Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. I went on a big tangent there. I'm sorry. I'm no, feeling no. Like I'm, on a, I'm a soapbox today. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it makes a lot of sense for sure. It's, uh, yeah. you know, it does. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. I, I help people really as a pain reduction coach, just identify what is causing their pain and let's learn some tools, some strategies, some things that you can do to help manage those things or reduce or eliminate those things that are causing pain. Like I have a client who, you know, is gluten intolerant and I'm gluten-free. I've been gluten-free for like 30 years. So for me, when people are like, you don't eat anything, I eat lots of things. I'm good. I got lots of things to eat. But when I say I'm gluten-free, they're like, oh my God, how do you live without bread? Very easily. And there's lots of options now. Okay. Trust me, from 30 years ago is awesome now compared oh, to how yeah. it used to but I have a client that she, I said to her, you probably shouldn't, you shouldn't be eating gluten because your body is responding and just by what she was telling me and physically and stuff. And she goes, no, no, I'm good. I'm like, okay. And then she's like, you know what? She said to me a couple of weeks ago, I really think I need to be gluten-free. I'm like, really? She's like, oh, great. Awesome. But it took her a while to get on board with that because it's a big shift. Right. Mm -hmm. So you do, you know, we work together and talk about things and, and put strategies in place and let's see what's happening. What's the response to the, of the body to X, Y, Y, Z. And then we kind of go through that. So it is um, a process. Sometimes it's quick. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer. It just depends <laughs> on, right. And what we got to uh, deal with. And then the emotional things, of course, are always fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, yeah. so you mentioned, um, mindset is one of the things that you, uh, focus on, which I, I think is, is so true, um, and so important, um, as part of, uh, pain reduction. I, it's funny how the things that we tell ourselves, um, and the way that we think about things and, um, you know, deal with, with different things that happen in life. Like for me, I always, um, I'm, I'll be 41 and I've had my disability my whole life. So um, it, whenever I say, uh, you know, I never really say that I'm in pain. I always say it's, an, it's uncomfortable because for me, like I've felt pain before I've had surgeries and that's some serious, that's pain to me, you know, being yeah. <laughs> having yeah. surgery and healing from surgery. That's pain. Like yep. what I feel is just very uncomfortable. Yep. It, most of the time it doesn't stop my day from going. Mm -hmm. um from going on but yeah my muscles are tight my joints are stiff and that's just part of you know living with my disability mm -hmm. um and and what comes with with that and you know but it is it's all in how your mindset is and, and what you um you know how you choose to interpret the things that are happening to you um so i, I wanted to uh touch a little bit more on that um mm -hmm. because um in our conversations before and, and organizing this, um, you know, this conversation, um, you mentioned that focusing on mindset, movement, and nutrition can be beneficial to our bodies. So yeah. can you, um, can you talk about how those uh, three things can be beneficial to us? Sure. <laughs> yes. So first of all, I love that you said that because I say that, that to my clients as well all the time. Are you in pain or is it uncomfortable? Oh, because there is a difference, right? And oh. we often will say, oh, that's painful. Is it painful? Like, I'm not saying it's not painful, but I'm asking you, is it, is it painful or is it just uncomfortable? And they're like, oh, 
Okay. It's because un- I'm also the body positive personal trainer. And what that, yeah. with that, everybody can move in some way. It doesn't matter whether you sit down. I teach seated fitness classes. Hmm. I teach chair fitness classes. So you can do things. I have clients that use a cane. I have people that use walkers. Like I, I, I have people that have cognitive um, challenges that they're dealing with. There is a way to move your body and it is possible for everybody to move. We just have to figure out what is the way that your body likes to move. Hmm. And so when we talk about that, and when I work with clients in that capacity, in the physical area, you know, when they're, they'll do an exercise and like, that hurts. Does it? Like, I'm asking you, I want you to identify and feel and listen to your body. Is it really painful? Because if it is, that that's a different thing. If it's just uncomfortable, that's your mind telling your body, I don't want to do that. Like the five-year-old, I don't want to do that. No, why, 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 right? That's what's happening. It's not painful. It's just challenging or uncomfortable or something that's new that your body doesn't know how to do mm-hmm. so comes to the mindset piece <laughs> pardon me we really have to think about you know what is our mind telling us and when we talk about things like we talk a lot about or i talk a lot about about the conscious mind and the subconscious mind right and so the ego is the conscious mind and subconscious mind is the one that really just gives you what you want. The, the subconscious mind will give you whatever you want. If you're like, I want to, you know, see purple unicorn, you're going to see a purple unicorn somewhere. The universe is going to show you whether it's a picture or it's going to come in a, and, and if you don't believe it, try it. I, I really encourage you to try. Just, just tell you, tell, just keep saying, I'd like to see purple unicorn in the next 48 hours and just really believe that it will happen. And it will, it will, the universe will give it to you if that's what you really want to see. But, the conscious mind is all about safety. The conscious mind is about things that we know, things that we're comfortable with, mm-hmm. things that we feel like, okay, I know when I go on this podcast with Arthur, he's going to ask me questions. Like if I showed up and you went, oh, well, today we're going to do a circus routine and uh, we're not answering any questions and I'm going to videotape you and um, you're going to do a blindfold. And I'd be like, what the heck is happening right now? No, 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 no. Right? Because I'm not prepared for that. No one, I've never done that before. And you didn't tell me in advance. But when I know what's happening, my conscious mind is like, oh, okay, we've done this before. Yes, this feels comfortable. It's okay. We're safe. Right? But when it's something unknown, our conscious mind goes, nope. No, I'm not doing that. No, it's not good. We could be in trouble. Something could happen. And it's keeping us safe, but it also keeps us stuck. And it keeps us where we are. And so when we talk about the mindset, we really need to think about your subconscious mind because that's the powerful one. That's the one that will help all the things line up the way that you want. When I when I left my teaching job, full-time teaching job. And I was going to go into my coaching full-time in 2019. Um, I remember talking to my business coach and I called him and I'm like, I'm going to quit. And he's like, finally, you're going to quit. I said, yeah, like I'm going to make the phone call. I'm nauseous. I think I'm going to throw up. And he's like, oh, good. That's good. That means you're doing what you need to do. Good, good, good. Call me when you're done. And so, but in my mind, I was thinking, okay, I was teaching part-time in the afternoon and I was like, okay, I'm going to quit this teaching job. But now I need to find clients. And this is the exact thing that happened before I even quit, before I made the phone call that morning. I remember it was 7.30 in the morning. And I'm like, I need to find clients to put in my afternoon class, in my afternoon time slot if I'm giving up teaching. 
because I need to fill the space. Hmm. It, and I'm like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. The universe has got me. It's good. I'm going to get clients. So I make the phone call. I give my notice. I send my email to HR, call my coach. And I'm like, I quit. He's like, that's fantastic. While I'm on the phone with him, my phone, I start getting text to, I got two text messages. <laughs> I hang up the phone. I check my text messages. I check my text messages. One of my clients, I have to switch from mornings to afternoons. Can we start tomorrow? Yes, wow. we did. Second <laughs> text. My kid's schedule has changed and their activities are the time that we used to train. Can we change to afternoon starting this week? Wow. Yes, we can. Like, so to me, when things like that happen <laughs> and when people tell you this, these things, you're kind of like, oh, it just, it does not really, it doesn't really have. Yeah. But if you truly believe and you trust that it will happen and will line up the way it's supposed to, it will. It will. And the universe will give you what you ask for. So I ask for afternoon clients. Now I have afternoon clients. I don't get evening clients because my mind is not accepting evening clients. That's just not what's happening. So my subconscious right. don't want those things. We want afternoon people. We want morning people. And that's what I have. So you have to really think about what you're projecting. And when we think mm. about, you know, our, our, our emotions, emotions are really important. Like we like a radio station. And maybe you've heard this before. Maybe you haven't. I don't know. Maybe your listeners have heard this. You are tuned into the frequency of whatever emotion you have. And you only can listen to one radio station at a time. So if you are tuned into sadness, that's all you get is sadness and more sadness and more sad. If you are turned into love, if you are tuned into um, happiness, if you're tuned into gratitude, those things will come to you because that's the frequency you're vibrating on. And that's what's attracted to you. We choose how we deal with it. So that's the mindset piece. That's really important, right? And, but attached to that is like nutrition, like food. What you eat affects your mood. What you eat affects your your actual tissue in the body it causes inflammation or it helps heal inflammation so what you're choosing to put in your body affects your mood and especially if you have an allergy to something like that also mm -hmm. will make a difference right so if you're not if you're having something that you shouldn't have well then like you're grumpy and you're uncomfortable and you like you know what i mean like your digestive system's upset you're just not pleasant to be around in any capacity you're eating something your body doesn't like and i find with food with with myself and with my clients it's the easiest thing to see the quickest change mm -hmm. so i you know like i said earlier just change your sugar intake honestly i had a client and she had arthritis in her fingers and she had so much pain i said let's just one week Let's do just a reset and you're going to just get rid of sugar in any form, not just sweets, but like breads and all anything, all sugar. We're just going to limit your sugar and get rid of it in one week. So when we started, she could barely move her hands in one week. She could actually make a fist and like move her fingers hmm. without pain in a week. But because she was in a pain cycle and she was in an inflammation cycle, like you live there. So you don't really know what the difference feels like, right? right? Like you don't know it. Same with your mindset. You're always negative. You're always unhappy because you don't know what it feels like to be on the other end of that. So there's no, there's no difference. You understand what I mean? So sometimes when we, when we're at this, the high end of something, and then we're at the low end, 
there's a big difference in the middle, right? Like that's mm-hmm. a difference, huge difference. But when we live kind of where it's close together and my differences are just kind of like a little bit of a change as opposed to a spike and a drop, do you know what I mean? When you have that spike and drop, then you can really feel the difference. So when I change my food, I can feel the difference right away when I'm eating something my body doesn't like because I've taken it out of my system. And then I introduce it. My body's like, oh, that's not good. But when you're constantly putting it in your body, you don't know what it feels like to not have it. Right. So you don't really know what it's like to not have pain or to not have a. So the nutrition piece is really important. And then the movement piece, I mean, we should move our bodies. We were designed to move. We weren't designed to just sit around and do nothing. And I mean, that, and now that being said, you know, I'm not saying you got to run a, run a marathon or anything like that, but we need mm-hmm. to move. We need our joints, range of motion. That's what we want. That's like one of the key things that I'm really big on is range of motion. Like, so when I push my hand and I raise my hand above my head and I have shoulder pain, is it pain? Or is it the muscle fibers are so tight because I don't actually do full range of motion all the time that as soon as I get to my, my, my limit, I'll put in quotation marks, then my body goes, Nope, that's it. It hurts. We don't do anymore. So then I go, Oh, I don't do that. I'll mm-hmm. lift my, I'll lift my arm above my head. Really? Cause you're designed to do that. Right. That's how we're put together. We're all put together that way. Right. <laughs> but over time we've stopped doing it. And then when we try to do it, our body says, no, 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 no. Because again, conscious mind is like, we need to be safe and not hurt ourselves. So let's just give a little bit of shot of pain. So Arthur doesn't lift his hand all the way up, just Mm -hmm. halfway. You know what I mean? So that's where I say to people, like you mentioned, is it painful or is it uncomfortable? What's actually happening? And is it, is it because of lack of motion? And, and that's where the movement piece is really important. So any kind of movement, I don't care what you do, just move. Yeah. Yep. It's, and I, I wanted to bring that up because I know that all three of those, the mindset movement and nutrition, they are, um, they all play a big role in, um, in our bodies and, and how our bodies move and how we feel. Um, you know, so it's, it was really, um, really important for me to uh, bring that up. So thank you for explaining all of those. And the last question I have for you, you mentioned that you are an author. <laughs> so I'm um, trying to switch up my, my questions a little bit for my guests this season. So being an author, what is one book that you think everyone should read? Oh, that's a, a hard few. question. Or a few, you can give me a few. <laughs> so okay so i need to give you a couple so yes if you're an entrepreneur of any kind i read a book called the soul sourced entrepreneur and i cannot remember who it is by i'm drawing a blank but soul sourced entrepreneur and it's a fantastic book about people who are entrepreneurs but they're not into the whole hustle mindset they lead from the heart and they want to help and so it's a great perspective on being an entrepreneur but not falling into the hustle mindset so that's a great book i'd highly recommend that um i've just finished reading the pain relief secret by sarah warren fantastic read i highly recommend that um not a fiction book uh i recommend the princess bride uh it is one of my favorite movies if you've seen the movie then inconceivable 
then you know exactly what I'm talking about. But if you read the book, the book also has the sort of hilarious, kind of funny, sarcastic commentary as well in it. So um, the book is quite funny. I, I highly recommend that. Yes. So I, I thank you for this conversation. I uh, really enjoyed uh, speaking with you. And is there any, uh, do you have any social media sites or websites that people can visit um, or follow you on social media? I would love for you to share that with everyone now. Yeah. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram. Fran Garten Pain Coach is my Instagram handle. And uh, my website is www.frangartencoaching.com and you can find out about me and my services and my there's a link to my um, book there as well so yeah great so Fran thank you so much for uh, joining me today and sharing your story and your experience of fibromyalgia and also the um, the connection the body has to movement and mindset and nutrition and just uh you know, everything you shared, your book suggestions. I'm uh, looking forward. I might read that entrepreneur book uh, that so you suggested. Funny. Yeah. So I will um, definitely look forward to being in touch with you soon and connecting with you again. So thank you again for your time today. And I will be in touch. Yay, thank you so much, Arthur. Thank you. <laughs> this concludes this episode of the Our View podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on our YouTube channel. You can also follow us on all social media platforms at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E. If you have a topic or a person, or if you are a person who would like to be interviewed for an upcoming episode of the podcast, send us a DM on Instagram, send us a message on Facebook, or you can email me at ourviewforlife at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.